The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, here from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. You're not going to do it? No, you hit a little bit of a, uh, you hit a note there. You got high there. Did I? You said Friday. Oh, oh he took it up. <laughs> got a little, like, you know, like just a, a little octave change coming in on a Friday. All right, Kyle. Are you an R&B guy or are you just a oh, huge R&B guy. guy? I was about to say. Who's the yeah. best R&B artist of all time? Oh, of my all God. Time? Of all time. Bar, you know, listen, you have to Sade. take out. You have to take out. The, Sade. Stop this. I'm a huge Sade guy. You got to take out the personal I'm life. Sorry. I was going to say. Have you, you can't. See, people be making these, these decisions based upon people's bad personal decisions. Mm. I really don't take know anything about her personal life. I really don't. Okay, no, Because I wasn't alive has... in the 90s. Sade's your, your number one? Yeah, it is. It is. That's what I grew up on. That's, that's okay, just where, okay, I, okay. That's where my heart resides. All right. All right. Yeah. Welcome in the talking well, who's Cowboys. Your one? Who's your number one? <laughs> yeah, well, there's only one number one. Who? Whitney? R&B. No, Whitney's not. No. Okay, I, I figure you say that because you said take personal life out of it, so I was wondering. It's R. Kelly. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's All why right. I take personal yeah. life out of it. There oh, okay. He's the GOAT, hands down. Not even a competition. Okay. Well, let's let's keep on rolling. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, the Cowboys play the Patriots this week. Three twenty-five kickoff. They will not be debating R&B stars. And Dak said he is pissed off. Ooh. He's mad. He's going to start off the news and notes. Wow. Can I start the news and notes with that? Of course. Yeah. Let's go. Is he furious? Especially Dak is pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do it. Um, But yeah, we talked to Dak uh, Dak Prescott yesterday, and we said. you know, when you have a performance like that, how do you how are you able to rebound? How are you able to come back off of that? They're nine and one in their last ten games coming off of a loss. And he said, We have to feel that pissed offness, which uh, oh. afterward the writers they got together were like, How do we write that word? Pissed and offness. We had to cons- c- consult with the AP <laughs> style on that. But um, yeah, there's definitely a fire with a lot of guys on this team. You can look at Dak Prescott, you can look at J. Ron Curse. Uh, J. Ron, he took a lot of self accountability in the uh, in the game on Sunday. Uh, against Arizona, he said, I did not play well. I did not play up to my standard. This defense did not play up to our standard. We have to come back and bounce back from it. So uh, I, I think there's a really good opportunity to do that here. Who are, uh, they, who are they angry with? Themselves. Okay. Just themselves. Sure. Yep. Are you okay with that answer? Yeah. I was, I was just making sure it wasn't. Is that the only answer? It somewhere else. That's all. Huh? Where, where would they even point it? Though? I don't know. I mean, I outside of I mean, you could be angry at for a lot of reasons. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that they looked internally to get angry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, based off of the the feeling in the locker room, it it didn't feel like, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit, but it didn't feel like they were they were angry. But it it feels like they're refocused, which I don't want to call it a wake up call because who needs a wake up call three weeks into a season where you have as high of expectations as you have for this football team? But it feels like that at least this early in in the going because. Yeah, this team does not expect that to be the case. I mean, you go back to Jerry Jones's uh, 105.3 The Fan Hit this week, and he even talked about it. He's like, we can play better. We can do better. He said he was asked if he was happy with the offensive scheme. He said, I'm not happy yet. I, I, I can be, and there's a long way to go until we get there, but I'm not happy to this point of what it's looked like uh, up front, and there's a lot of changes to be made. And I think it, it, whether or not it's his fault in the first place, it does start with Dak Prescott, and he's the one that sets the tone. So if he's saying – He's upset. This entire locker room, this entire offense is upset of it, at the way they play. Yeah, and that, that's almost uh, immediately what Dak had had said yesterday, um, uh, talking about just getting back to their own standard and getting back to what they've they've been able to do uh, efficiently, uh, whether that be getting down the field, not necessarily the red zone, but getting down the field. There's a lot of good things that they could take away from that. Just get back to what works for them, and I, I think eventually uh, it, it'll come back around. I think we see it on Sunday. Um, injury news, um, good news and kind of – not good news, I guess. Uh, Which one do you want first, Isaiah? <laughs> well, like the they go hand in hand. Not, oh. They go hand in hand. There's really not, no oh. way of getting around it. Oh, okay. uh, two of the three offensive linemen uh, returned to practice yesterday on a limited basis. 
Uh, Tyler Biotish with his hamstring injury, Zach Martin with his ankle injury. They were both back uh, on the practice field on a limited basis. We saw uh, both of them going through individual drills during the media portion of practice yesterday. While Tyron Smith was nowhere to be seen, he is still a did not practice listing uh, as of yesterday on Thursday with his knee injury. Um, But Mm. uh, really, really, really good news. It is uh, no injuries, no new injuries on a Thursday practice. So that's a that's a really good start. <laughs> Isaiah, why do you look so upset? You look like you want to just jump across the table and shut Nick Harris's laptop. I did not bring my pink drink today, Kyle, for mm. these bubble guts that he just gave me. Ah. Um, but they're limited. They're in, they're back in limited pads. Limited doesn't mean anything. Football is not limited. Really quick, one more note. Uh, Mike McCarthy said on the fan this morning, again, shout out to John Mashota for the great tweeting. Uh, he said that Zach Martin and Tyler Biotish are, quote, definitely making a lot of progress. Mm. So Does that, that ease it a little bit? Nope. Why? Nope. That, I mean, progress and, and production are two different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm super black and white. You guys know that. But I, I, I do believe that Zach Martin probably has a high probability of making it to this game. I don't feel the same way about Tyler Biotis. Now, I don't have a, a clue as to the severity of his hamstring injury, so this is just simply opinion-based, but it, I don't have any sense of confidence or any reason to have confidence that he's going to play in this game. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't physically put hands on somebody in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that you saw the roster moves yesterday as yeah, well. Exactly. Devin Harper yep. released, creates a roster Hoffman. spot. That... Present, presents an opportunity to elevate Brock Hoffman because they've already elevated him three times to the active roster. He is out of practice squad elevation, so you have to, if you're going to keep him without going on waivers, you would have to elevate him to the active roster in an active roster spot. Do you anticipate that being the case? Um, I that's a good point. Maybe um, there's a there's a few there's a, there's some different things that Couple they can options. do with that open roster spot. But as far as going into Sunday before Sunday, mm-hmm. that seems to be one of the only options. Uh, they have three guys that can play center um, on the practice squad: uh, Brock Hoffman, Sean Harlow, and then Billy Price that was brought mm-hmm. in literally this week. Um, obviously, would feel the best about Hoffman just because he had a strong game in Arizona. Dak Prescott really liked the way he came in and handled that opportunity. Um, so I would have to think that he would get that spot. But you also have two guys coming off of uh, eligible to come off the IR on Monday and Nashawn Wright and Matt Wilitsko. Mm. Uh, and they're going to have to make room for both of those guys. So um, a little bit of uh, moving around that they're going to have to do regardless. If they're ready, if both Wright if and Wilitsko are ready to come off of the IR. Also, I mean, with the release of Devin Harper, you have not one. <laughs> But two linebackers on this roster, three if you want to count Micah Parsons, but this show two. knows as much as anybody two. that you should not count Micah Parsons in that list. And we're not you counting have, Marquise Bell. No. So two. Leighton Vander Esch <laughs> and Damone Clark are your only two linebackers active. on the entire active roster. Now that now, gives me bubble guts. Does it really? It does. That doesn't give me a moment. It gives me, yeah, it does, because one injury and you're you're cooked. Yeah, I mean, but there's Malik Jefferson on practice squad. I mean, you have guys that you can yeah. elevate up, right? So he's that, banged up. He's been banged up. He's out of practice. He's been pl- practicing yeah. on the practice I, squad. I like Malik. I've, I've been liking Malik for the last few years, so I have a vote of confidence in him. Should they need to move him up, elevate him for mm-hmm. the game, I feel fully confident that he can fulfill any role. Now, in terms of what they choose to do on game day, if there happened to be an injury on actual game day, mm-hmm. then yes, you know, you're used to having three real linebackers and they're with Devin Harper but now that he's vacant now you're carrying only two as of today um, unless they do something different on Sunday but uh, obviously with Marquise Bell being able to come down into the box you have that option as you start talking about this style of offense no that doesn't make me feel too confident the style of offense that you're about to face because this is going to be bully ball physical yeah yeah Yeah, if you're looking at this depth chart and I mean for the most part, the the initial thought is a blinking red light to go and add one of the practice squad offensive linemen or one of the guys off of IR to that active roster spot. What would you do, Nick? When you're looking at it, would you add a Malik Jefferson? Should he be game ready and ready to go? Or would you go and elevate Brock Hoffman and just go ahead and lock him in at that center spot, depending on what happens up uh, front? Going into Sunday, I, I would go ahead and um... Elevate Malik Jefferson mm-hmm. um, off of the practice squad, not giving him an, a, a not the roster spot. Yeah, He's right, the not a fifty-three squad spot. Practice squad elevation. Mm-hmm. As for that open roster spot, the thing is, if you give it to Brock Hoffman, right? 
and he plays on Sunday and he's on the active roster. You and you have two guys that you need to put on the roster on Monday, then that kind of forces their hand on Brock Hoffman to put, subject him to waivers and then try to bring him back to practice squad, mm-hmm. which I, I think that could get sticky. And then yeah, uh, he he's already shown good film on in two games by that point. So I don't know. It's difficult. It, it, they have a plan in mind, obviously, or they wouldn't have waived Devin Harper yesterday. So I assume that they have a plan going into Sunday for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that's the only option if I'm thinking in my head. So I, I can't think of any other one. Active roster spot to Brock Hoffman and then elevate Malik Jefferson. Would you do the same? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what? probably elevate somebody else who could help on, on the um, defense and the offensive line as well. <laughs> I was about to say, probably another offensive lineman, right? Yeah. You, you would have to. They did last week. They elevated two guys. Plus, if you elevate an offensive lineman, you get that that extra spot also that, that you can protect. So I Ho- think Hoffman has to come up this game. Just because it's, he's the one that has a, had the reps? It's a have to. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a, my opinion, again, people. All right, but he, he has to elevate. Being from the quarterback perspective, you cannot be playing musical chairs at the quarter at the center position. Mm. You need that chemistry. Yeah. Like it's a necessity. It's like wearing wearing jeans that are two inches too big around your waist without a belt. Like you like you can't. Like you're gonna be sitting up there trying to you you, you don't feel safe. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. feel safe. You have to you gotta have them. You have to have them. Because timing is everything, uh, communication is everything, cadence is everything. Um, how how high he snaps the ball, where he's I mean, all those things matter. Angles matter. There's so much that comes into it, and when you don't have that chemistry, and when you don't have that symmetry, then all of a sudden things get out of whack, and they get out of whack in a real bad way. Whether Dak's getting his foot stepped on, we've seen a couple reps in that in camp, right? You change the center, all of a sudden he's getting stepped on. All of a sudden he can't get to the running back. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to reach, and now you start fumbling the ball. Like stuff just happens to just snowball when things are out of whack at that position. You have to have your center. So if you don't have Biotis. You are going with your plan B, and there is no plan C, D, and E. There there just just isn't. I was having a conversation earlier this week with a friend of mine about that exchange, the center-to-quarterback exchange, and it is one of the most underrated logistical pieces of the entire game of football. Because look at it all the way across the board, and I'm interested to see your your thought process on this. Think of the cohesion that is needed Mm -hmm. across the board. In the game of football, you're talking about communication defensively, passing off at the offensive line spot talking about timing between quarterbacks and wide receivers, all of these connections that you have to have to each other because it is the ultimate team game. Mm -hmm. So it's like a spider web. It's all connected together. But where would you rank out of all those connections how important and how imperative it is to be on the same page between quarterback and center? Oh, I think it's of the utmost importance. It it would be probably one or two two on the list, Two people that touch the ball every play. Mm -hmm. Two people on this roster touch the ball Every single offensive snap, your center and your quarterback. Yeah. Unless it's a direct snap to, to a running, running back. back. Okay. But for the most part, your center and your quarterback. So you talk about the fact that these guys run shotgun. Okay. So snap and word how fast the ball is coming out, right? The velocity to the timing of that from Dak saying, hey, I want the ball to the time he snaps it to the time the ball gets to his hands. Like there's a timing element there, mm-hmm. right? And if that's off a tenth or two tenths of a second, that throws off Dak, right? Because he's already in this drop as the ball is coming. Like, there's a lot of things like that that you're calibrated for, and if you just change that calibration a little bit, it throws things out of whack. Uh, I could go back to to my to times when I was under center. If I'm I'm used to coming from underneath center at a certain time, right? As I'm saying, snap, hut, whatever it is that he's saying, as I'm backing out, there's a timing element to that, right? I know how far I'm coming out with my hands as I'm as I'm coming from underneath his butt. So if you bring somebody else in and he's delayed even a little bit. Right now, all of a sudden, I'm backing out and the ball hasn't been snapped. So now when the ball comes up, it's hitting my fingertips instead of hitting the the base of my hand. Mm. Right. So like little things like that, those little minute changes, you can't play around with those. It throws off absolutely everything. When you think about it, too, from a backup quarterback standpoint, that's why these backup quarterbacks, Cooper Rush, starts and all this stuff. It happens that way because the cadence is just slightly Slightly different different from uh, the center. That would be the starting center in this case. Like things like that, right? Here we go. Yeah. And you're 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 trying to to mimic that that same cadence as the, the starting quarterback, yeah. but it's never going to be the same. No. It never will be. It's really interesting. And keeping the conversation on the offensive line, I had a conversation with both Tyler Smith and Chuma Adoga yesterday uh, in the locker room, and both guys said that if they're the starters up front, there's no Tyler Smith or Tyron Smith at the left tackle spot. It will look the same this week. It will be the same starting 
left side of that offensive line because Chuma Adoka has taken every snap this week that he's taken has been at left tackle, and every snap that Tyler Smith has taken this this week has been at left guard. Do you feel comfortable with that setup and the way that it looked on Sunday? I, I I love the journalistic reporting, Kyle, because that's something that's been very interesting for me as well. <laughs> but I don't necessarily believe it. Yeah, I don't. Necessarily you don't think so? Mm. You think it could be switched? I, I think it definitely could be. Could Flipped be. It? I think it definitely could be. Uh-huh. Um, just for the fact that Chumi Doga looked really good in his guard opportunity against uh, that was the Giants, mm-hmm. and then obviously we've seen what Tyler Smith can uh, do at left tackle. When you have a guy like Matthew Judon, who would you rather have going up against him? And I would, I would say Tyler Smith. The strength wise, but yeah, no let's doubt. let's 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 put it let's put it in the equation that was told to you, Chumi Doga at left tackle, and Tyler Smith at left guard. Um, I wouldn't feel great about it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel great about it. Just because, again, Judon, as we, as you mentioned yesterday quite a bit, um, I, I don't think Chumi Doga can handle him off the edge. Um, I, I've always said on this show that I really like Edoga much more in the interior, and uh, I, I think Tyler Smith has as much talent uh, at tackle as he does at guard. Like He's a true, versatile offensive lineman that can play either to the same level and to the same effect. I'd rather have his strength and athleticism out there on the edge. I look at it from this perspective. I think both points are valid. I truly believe that if Tyler Smith is at left tackle, Tyron Smith is done. For the year. For, for the year? That, I, think maybe, be, I think that would be the done. indication that he's done. Yeah. Why? Because why would you mess around with Tyler Smith bumping back out to tackle? Because he's the for, better for matchup. matchup. Not you, you. You can't keep interchanging linemen and their responsibilities. They really didn't like the fact that they yeah. did it last year. They didn't like it last year. Yeah. Okay. So if you see, Ty, my opinion, if you see Tyler Smith at left tackle, that's a bad. Sign that's a bad Tyron sign Smith. for Tyron Smith. Okay, I can see that. Okay. I see what you're saying. Then. Because yeah. then now you forced him back. You forced Tyler Smith into his forever role. Mm-hmm. Last year he was fulfilling a gap. Right, I'm playing guard or I'm playing tackle when he's hurt. I'm but playing he's guard, the left tackle, tackle of the future. He's the left tackle of the future. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think if you see him at left tackle this game, they're not gonna keep doing this yo-yo thing with him again. That just gave me that's gonna guts. that's gonna be your left tackle. <laughs> now it's over here for yeah. the foreseeable future. Take like a bathroom break. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, and you, you so you think about that, and you think about the the look that Tyron Smith had on his face on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't good. He was still padded up. The the one thing that I that that I think if you're looking at context clues like you're doing right now, which mm-hmm. I really do appreciate, but you take it to what it is now, and you said he's nowhere to be seen. We haven't seen him on the practice field. But he was haven't in pads. seen him on the bed. Last, uh, last time you saw but him, he was, he was in, in pads. pads. But he hasn't been on the field. He hasn't been on the bands. How do you go from pads to not being at practice all week? That's that's the concern. That's where that's where I have a concern. <laughs> I, I think that was more so uh, they had to have eight uh, active offensive linemen. Uh, that's a requirement. Mm-hmm. And he was the one okay. that had the best chance of playing on Sunday, probably just because his injury was okay. fresher and had an opportunity. So that's why he was padded up. Thing. I I fully believe that he was he was ruled out before the sun even rose on Sunday. Okay. He if did an injury go, would have happened up front, would have would Tyler Smith have gone in or would Luke Schoonmaker have gone in at the tackle spot? It would oh have my been gosh. Doris Armstrong. You, you, Tyron, you mean? Or, it would have been Doris Armstrong at no, left tackle. Yeah, yeah Tyron actually, is what I meant. That's yeah. actually a really fun game. Who would have been? You would have thrown. Here's what you would have done. You would have thrown. Hunter uh, Lepke at the left tackle <laughs> spot. I'm putting Doris out there. Give me the long arms, man. You would have put Chuma Doga. Let's go. Chuma Doga at left tackle, Brock Hoffman at left guard, and Trent Sig at center. Let's see Trent it Sig, I like it. A little deep snapper love on Talking Cowboys today. Uh, I mean, Plain and simple, it's it's not pretty on the offensive line right now, and they're going up against a really good front. I, I in that same conversation with Chuma Doga, I asked him because he played with the Jets previously, and I said, "Did you ever have any battles with Matthew Judon?" And he said, "Actually, he was never healthy when we played for some reason. He was like, I never got to go up against them. Mm. We played, I played against the Patriots quite often, but never got a chance to see Judon. No rough and draft. in the back of my head, head, I was like, oh man, no rough draft. Oh yeah, no, he's going straight into it. So." Uh, definitely uh, something to keep an eye on. This is SAT or the ACT. <laughs> <laughs> no study and no no study guide going in. All right, when we come back, we've got a new segment. This is going to be Nick's picks. We've got the best look of matchups across the board. Some players to watch, matchups along the way. When we come back with more talking Cowboys, right after this. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's also brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Welcome back into the SWBC studios here at the Star in Frisco. Give us a call if you want to be in our Pick'em segment. We'll update the standings. Mm. We'll tell you if the fans still have the lead. You would get a chance to represent the fans this week, 888-855-2297. Mario from South Texas had the fans last week, 888-855-2297. Give us a call right now to be a part of our Pick'em segment. Isaiah Stanback, former Dallas Cowboys draft pick, Super Bowl champion with the Giants, and Bill Belichick quarterback product. What's going on? Chilling, man. Yeah? Chilling. You look- it's game day. I'm, I'm, uh, that last segment got me a little bubbly. So I'm drinking my tea. Yeah, I was about to say, you're drinking your black rabbit. You look coffee. like a WWE fighter today. Um, I, I almost was. <laughs> really? Yeah, he actually tried out. Really? I didn't mm-hmm. know this. I turned it down. There's video. <laughs> right. I did? <laughs> he also was on one of those like wipeout shows. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Next topic. Next topic. Yeah, like where... So we're going to have to find the wipeout footage for sure. Oh, yeah. No. Beam, you have a job. These are really good posters in here. These are. They're great, right? No, they look good. And they move. Do you know they have multiples? You ever try out for Dancing with the Stars, too? No, I think I would kill that, though. No, you wouldn't. You don't have any moves. What are you talking about? There's no way. Listen here. Listen here. I tell you. The Stars would be dancing You like R. Kelly. That's it. Hey, that boy's fired. And Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, all right, Nick. Who's the best performer of all time? Of all time. That's definitely Michael Jackson. It's got to be Mike. My MJ. That's yeah, it's got to be Mike. Oof. That's not even a conversation. I mean, I would throw Elvis up there, too, just because. Who's like, the best concert? That man was, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, probably. He's he's very old. Let me say that. Oh, Ooh. I know. Who? Elvis. But, like, you talk about the way that he, like, Who? he transcended Elvis. the time oh, period. No, Elvis copied. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he copied Michael Jackson. What? <laughs> what does your timeline look like? All Agreed. Right. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right, Nick. We are starting this on Fridays. We always do our players to watch. We'll do that here in a couple seconds. And then, of course, to pick them in the third segment. But I want you to give me some matchups. These are not necessarily the number one star-studded matchups on the board, but certainly ones that could give... Uh, a win to either team on Sunday between the Cowboys and the Patriots? Well, um, so I do an article every Friday um, on DallasCowboys.com. So uh, pop in, check your boy out. What's the name of it? It's uh, just called Key Matchups. It's literally the name of the segment here. Key Matchups. Key like Uh, the emoji? Key? It it could be if you want it to be. Uh, On the actual sites, it's like K-E-Y. So like the guy from the Matrix with all the keys? 
You know I've never seen The Matrix. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> Stop There's this. a lot of movies just, I just haven't go to seen. Your segment, I know. Sir. It's, 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 a, it's unfortunate. Anyway, uh, first matchup that I am definitely going to be looking at on uh, Sunday afternoon. Trent Brown, left tackle for the New England Patriots, has started the season off really strong. Um, he is a former seventh-round draft pick, got a pay raise this offseason, and is looking to kind of extend his stay with New England, and has done a really good job of making his case for it so far. Really good job. Uh, only allowed uh, one pressure and one sack. Um, he's going to be drawing the task of Micah Parsons. So um, trying to keep that one total pressure, uh, one total sack uh, on, on the board, that's going to be a difficult uh, opportunity. I, I think... Micah definitely has an opportunity to, to get back to the quarterback and extend his sack streak to four games. Uh, but also Trent Brown, he's been one of the better tackles in the league to start the season. Yeah, I think when you look at some of the tackles that Dallas has faced, it's not really great. I mean, Mekhi Becton was not good, 77 for the Jets. He was not good in that matchup. No, he was terrible. Uh, you, the, the Cardinals offensive line, not solid. And then we saw what happened to the Giants as a whole. And Dallas defensive line dismantled. The Giants' offensive line. Do you expect something similar in this matchup? Just I don't, I don't think it'll be a dismantling. Yeah, I, it, I think each will have their wins. I think it's going to be a, a pretty solid matchup. But Micah has the upper hand here. It's the athleticism uh, that he has around the edge. I think that's the big advantage that he has over Trent Brown. Uh, Trent Brown definitely has these long, extended arms, um, mm -hmm. so that could make life difficult for Micah. But Again, there's there's a little bit of a, a dog factor that's going to come in with this defense, and that starts with number 11. Question for you. Throw if it. you had to pick a side for Micah to rush from, <clears throat> which one are you choosing? Where he's been coming off. The off left. The yeah, off the left, off the blind side. But if they're going up against Miami, I would love to see him come off the right side when two is a left-handed quarterback. I don't want the quarterback to see Michael Parsons coming because mm -hmm. that's when you get the strip sacks involved. That's when you get these really athletic throwdowns and big sacks as far as yardage. Um, I, I like him coming off the blind side. What would you like? Over to center. Oh, you want him just straight up? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I thought you meant like which side. No, no, I did. Oh, he I was. Did, I was doing my question. Okay, okay, okay. The answer was not for that one. Honestly, it's whatever, whichever is the the lesser tackle. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know you're highlighting the matchup against against Trent Brown, which obviously is going to be a good challenge for both, I believe. But I would, if you don't have to. I think it's different though when yeah. you have Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. Yeah, like it's yeah, you have that safety net on the other side. You don't really have to worry about it. I and agree. so I would like those guys to hone in. Yeah. Let's say Demarcus Lawrence isn't on this team. Um, then maybe you, you throw that around. Working on that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Oh, that's mm. good to know. Yeah, that's like a tease that. for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do like when they whenever they've thrown him over center and, and given that look. Yeah. But typically when they show that look, Leighton Vander Esch is coming off the edge and there has not been a lot of success there. And mm -hmm. so if they can But you were so excited about that. I was. I really was. So, <laughs> so much was so was Dan Quinn. Yes, yeah, so was Dan Quinn. I was very excited about that. And uh big question. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kyle question. Kyle question. <laughs> yeah, the Kyle question. Leighton has not Shout he, out, John. I haven't loved the uh off the edge look so far this season. Maybe it works eventually, but I think they've mm -hmm. thrown it out there six times. All six times, Leighton is just getting... Yeah. He doesn't really possess the quick twitch necessary for that. I, I like the idea. Yeah. But if it's paired with Micah having to come in at zero tech, then I'm I'm like, let's abandon this. But yeah. if we can keep Leighton in the second level, keep Damone Clark in the why second you level... Put, why wouldn't you put Doris Armstrong out there? Yeah, put Doris on the... Yeah. Let yeah, him yeah. rush it yeah, too? Yeah, exactly. Put or those Sam guys Williams. off the edge and put... Micah, you know, zero tech. Yeah, but Dante Fowler that too. opens up a really unfortunate opportunity for them to run the ball right down Micah's throat, and I do not love that. So, so I'm that, keeping him off the edge. That kind of plays into my either-or question that I was about to ask, too. Would you take two sacks for Micah Parsons again? Another multi-sack game, but Patriots rush for over 75 yards. Or would you flip it? No sacks for Micah Parsons, but the Patriots run for less than 75. Just I'm talking about pure aggression from Micah Parsons, setting the edge, stopping the run, run defense. I know they're not all directly tied together, but just as an either or, which one would you rather see on Sunday? Uh, 75 is not that many, though. Mm -mm. I mm -hmm. So I would take the two sacks and 75 yards just because that, 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 that shows that you – are stopping the pass game is okay 100 or, yards okay then okay well, let's let's we'll tack on 25 more how many yards are the new england patriots going to rush for let's ask that I, I think they'll go triple digits you think so easy like just 100 well are we doing like 150 because well, that's different i'm doing 150 Ooh. oh my i don't i don't think it's going to be that much you got you have to think here through three games so far Ramondre stevenson and zeke have combined for like Roughly 250 mm -hmm. for through three games. So I I don't I it, see. I'll back that down. I go 127. Yeah, I don't see them running for 0.3. It's going to be close to 100. 
I think it's going to be close to uh, the, the facility of their offense. The facilitation of their offense is going to be getting the pass game going. Yeah, and um, that's not going to happen well, I don't think. So I would rather have the two sacks. I'd rather have the two okay. sacks. Yeah. Even then, with 100 yeah. yards rushing, yeah. you would rather have the two sacks in there? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. All right, what's your second matchup? Second matchup, uh, we're staying at the uh, left tackle and off the left edge position just on, when the other uh, sides are on the field, Matthew Judon and Chuma Edoga. And, uh, you know, when I was coming into the show today, I had Matthew Judon versus Tyler Smith, but since Isaiah Stanback shot me down so fast and he convinced me otherwise, uh, <laughs> Matthew Judon versus Chuma Edoga. Uh, so Matthew Judon... Th- through three games, he he'll you'll see him off the left side, you'll see him off the right side. Kind of goes back to our micro conversation. You'll see him come off each side. He'll get snaps off both sides. Uh, it's about a 50-50 split. If there's any advantage of where he's coming off the most, it's off that left side. Um, so uh, I, I think whenever he's matching up with Chuma Yudoga, that's going to be the one to watch. I trust Terrence Steele to at least keep him at bay. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have his wins for sure, talking about Judon. But Yudoga on the other side, I think they're really going to try to go after him with Judon. Is part of why you asked the Micah Parsons question on which side you would rather him rush from come from Matthew Judon and the fact that he'll come from really any direction on that offensive line? Judon is going to line up wherever you're weak. Yeah. He's going to attack it regardless. Mm -hmm. And you like that? Mm, no, I don't like it this week. Not <laughs> this, this week, week, no. This, this week, week, I do no. not like it. I liked it last week, but not this week. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it this week. Yeah. yeah I. I mm. I, I do think it will be Chuma Adoga at left tackle. I think mm. Tyler Smith will be at left guard, which, I, like you said, it's both a good thing. Cause we'll I, find I, out. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it does end up going elsewhere, then I think you're going to see an extended period yeah. of time missed from yeah. 77. But if that's the case, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a matchup. <laughs> matchup to watch, no yeah. doubt about it. Key on whether or not the Cowboys will have some success because you've got to find a way to slow those guys down because they are and it's not just judon they have multiple guys up front that are strong and long and they've got the 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 lankiness on that line of scrimmage to to make it happen and make the plays happen (laughs) i agree i agree third matchup (laughs) third matchup Christian Gonzalez versus the Cowboys wide receivers. And I'm just putting the Cowboys wide receivers. I'm just putting the Cowboys wide receivers in a group here. We've had discussions this week, and I've had it on a couple of podcasts so far this week. Well, Christian Gonzalez. Oh, I see you little little sprinkle that little humble brag in there. Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, you know. know, Well, I mean, we do. (laughs) He's done a couple. You want to do the draft show too? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Christian Gonzalez versus the Cowboys wide receiver group. Um, th- there's been conversations on these podcasts that I've done this week <laughs> that <laughs> will Christian Gonzalez shadow C.D. Lamb? Mm. My answer is no, uh, because I, I really want Christian Gonzalez to be able to hone in on that boundary if I'm the Patriots defensive coordinator yeah. or Bill Belichick. Um, I want him to be able to hone in on keeping the boundary firm. Um and with that being the case, CeeDee Lamb, he's going to operate in the slot quite a bit. Will he match up with CeeDee Lamb on Sunday? Absolutely. Yeah. I just don't think that's going to be the majority of the reps. I think it's going to be more so Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks drawing those assignments. And if if those are the two guys, uh, Christian Gonzalez has the edge on both of them. Uh, with his size, his physicality off the edge, or I'm, I'm sorry, on the boundary, um, I... Uh, I, I think that's a really difficult challenge for this receiver group. And if those two guys have to get going this week, there's no there's no way to get around it. We've talked about no receiver touchdowns. Uh, that's played right into their red zone inefficiency as well, not being able to get the ball into the mm-hmm. receiver's hands. And the only times that they have really tried to get a touchdown to receivers in the red zone, it's been jump balls and fade balls, and it's not been, you know, it's been snap. So I, I don't love Christian Gonzalez if we're doing that again on Sunday afternoon. Do you believe there's going to be more 12 personnel by Dallas or 11? 12. I do as well. Yeah, so 12. The, They're going to get those tight ends on the field and, and try to bring in the boundary as much as possible. So from so that, that perspective, back out. you're not going to see CD as much in the slot as you imagine. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that they're going to have 12 on the majority of their uh, snaps. That's what I'm talking about. But more than, yeah. but more than the rest of the personnel groupings. Uh. Yeah, I, yeah. Or are you just it, saying uh, more than last? I week? asked that because how how secured you, um, how confident are you in this offensive line without the additional help and support of additional tight ends? 
Yeah, not that, not that. Because if well, you go eleven personnel, you have one tight end sitting there, so now you're blocking six. It depends on who you have back. If you have Biotish and Tyler Smith back, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm let I'm I'm cool with just like figuring out if Chuma can get it done, and I if he I'd can't, and if he can't, then I throw a tight end on his side every okay. time. You know, um, but. I, it, the way the offensive line performed last week mm-hmm. with three guys out, I would feel confident if two of them are coming back. Um, and Chuma Yudoga, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can do at left tackle, and I'd, I'd operate in that sense. And I would let CD try to uh, operate the best he can. I mean, we've talked about it this week. Bill Belichick, his entire game plan is taking out your best weapon. Mm-hmm. And after what happened with CD Lamb last time that they played, CD Lamb's going to be the guy that they go after. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm fully confident in that. Um, so, however they they scheme up doing that, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, guys kind of drifting behind him, even behind his matchup. And I don't think it's going to be Christian Gonzalez. I think they're going to put mm-hmm. two completely different guys on him at all times. Well, and think about the guys. I mean, this is really impressive from the the colony prospect in in Christian Gonzalez. Look at the guys that he's faced so far. Philadelphia, so A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Miami, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Waddle was healthy in that game. He was the leading receiver for the Dolphins. And then you had the New York Jets, and he faced Garrett Wilson. So he's seen some of the better receivers in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Has he seen that? Next level veteran, probably it's. I mean, it would be Tyreek and AJ Brown. Those I was about to say two yeah, guys. Sure. Two guys. Yeah. Well, I'm saying because there's a lot of youth with Waddle. There's a yeah, lot of youth with Garrett Wilson. They're all still really good receivers. Yeah, you face some dogs. I'm, I'm interested to see what Brandon Cooks does against them, though. Good. Brandon Cooks is a more experienced receiver than those guys are. I'm yeah, not saying he's a better receiver than those not guys are. Using him the way that he could be, utilized. but could that change this week? It could, but I then, think it. But will I think, change I think in this order. Week. I think it needs to change. But understand what goes hand in hand with that. And I don't want to get up too far off track of my guy Nick's uh, segment. But well, that was the last matchup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, in order to push the ball down the field, you have to be able to do what? Run it. No, you got to be able to be yeah, that too. But you got to be able. <laughs> you have to be able to protect. Oh, sure. Right. And I. Yeah. And that that's big. I'm trying not to think going, about the Yeah, I mean, line. but you have to, right? Because <laughs> the reason why Brandon Cooks has not been involved, and we'll hit this in a pregame live show mm-hmm. on Sunday, two o'clock. Okay. There you go. There Teaser. you go. DallasCowboys.com. Yep. Yeah, um, you have yo, you have other shows, huh? Oh. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay. <laughs> um the reason why they have not pushed the ball down the field to Brandon Cooks is because the times that they have, it's either been an inaccurate pass mm-hmm. or he's been pressured. There has not been time to push the ball down the field. Just I'm just going back on film. I can go back to every pa- – I went back. Actually, I have gone back this week and looked at every ele- – all 11 attempts that have been thrown Brandon Cook's way through the first three games. Only 11. 11 yeah, attempts. Wild. Four have been caught. Yep, that's it. Three of those four were at five yards. Yeah, you got to get him going downfield. The times that they have tried to go downfield, sack. Or inaccurate pass because of pressure. They're not protecting as well as everybody's thinking. They're just getting the ball out fast. There have been opportunities, not necessarily for Brandon Cooks, but for CeeDee Lamb downfield where he has been open. Mm -hmm. There was a play in the Arizona game. I don't really remember when in the game it was. CeeDee was wide open downfield. Dak just didn't trust to get it down there just because of the Mm -hmm. pressure that was going on around him. That's what I'm saying. That's that's a concern of mine. There's been opportunities. That's a concern of mine. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's opportunities, but there's not opportunities because you don't have time to actually deliver them. Really quick, um, through three games, um, Christian Gonzalez has been targeted 22 two times mm. he's allowed 15 receptions for 148 yards to three games and so there's going to be opportunities uh, zero touchdowns uh, he yeah. has one interception and two pass breakups the longest reception that he has allowed has been 23 yards and that was against the eagles yeah okay good to know moving forward there's some of the matchups that nick has his eyes on you can catch his article DallasCowboys.com. When does that get posted? That get posted today? Whenever I feel like it. No, okay. uh, well, <laughs> like, one, like one or two. Give okay. or take. Can I give you a little afternoon. bit more bubble guts? No. There's one name that I haven't brought up all week. It. I know. There's one name that, that um, you know, I get these feelings sometimes, right? <laughs> Me too. Uh, and, and Kyle can't stand it when I get these feelings. I Because I, I mention them when we're watching the game. And I'm Gosh, like, hey, happens I have a song. feeling. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about the tight end group, okay, for, of the New England Patriots. Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Uh, there is another one. There's another good name that worries me more so than the other two in this particular game. Not more so than Hunter, but like Hunter would be the more consistent guy. I think their big play guy that you have to have your have circled on your on your sheet is Farrell Brown. Interesting. He 
he's he's a, he's lightning in a bottle for mm-hmm. them. Six six, two forty five, and he has I think two receptions, seventy six yards, and a touchdown. He's their big play the tight Pharaoh. end. He's their big play tight end. And he has some juice to him. He's their Peyton Hendershot. He's their Peyton Hendershot, but bigger. Mm. Yeah, well, six six. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, Peyton bigger shot. But I, but I'm, I'm saying like he he's the <laughs> sleeper. Right. He's the guy that you sleep on. He's the guy that you sleep on, and he doesn't have a lot of catches, a lot of receptions. But when yeah. he does, it's a big play. Okay. It's mm-hmm. it's a, he might have two catches. He might have one catch. But that one catch is going to be a big play, and it'll catch you off guard because you get so honed in. On Hunter Henry, you get so honed in on Juju and everybody else that we haven't even talked about the receivers, Juju and those guys, nope. like Kendrick, you know, yeah. Kendrick Bourne. We haven't; those guys are good now. They're they're good. Um, they have Devontae Parker. They have some speed out there. They just don't utilize it as much, at least to date. But those guys allow for their the middle of the field to open up because they have so much speed on the outside as well. We've seen what speed did last week, yeah, right. And they didn't even use Zach Ertz in the middle. These guys have three three guys that can go in the middle of the field. Just mm. saying, sorry. <sighs> Why do you got to do that right before our pick em segment, well, Isaiah? Well, J. Ron Curse was just talking about how he's ready. I'm angry. He's angry. And I'm angry. They're going to have to show it. You, you better show it. They're going to have to yeah. show it. You got three guys it. to worry about. There's not one. This is a crucial game. Hmm. Very Let's crucial. Let's talk about it, Kyle. Let's talk about it. 888-855-2297. Give us a call. It's our pick em segment. Coming up next, your chance to represent the fans who were once leading the Talking mm. Cowboys pick ems. But we have a new leader in the clubhouse. We'll tell you who it is when we come back right after this. He's too excited. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Back here inside the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco with Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. And we have some updates Woo! to be had here about it. on this show. Pick them segment. Of course, every week we pick five regular season games, and then the Cowboys came every single time. And uh, we were we went into last week with a uh, with the fans leading the way. Abe in Las Vegas set the tone. Mario in South Texas took over, and. The fans are no longer leading in the clubhouse, so we'll see what they have this week. They're one game back, but I'll start at the bottom. Nick Harris, All seven right. and eleven All right. to start right. the season. He went three okay. and three last week. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> start at the bottom. Okay, that's okay. We got a long way to go. It's okay. He's the, he's the only one that's under five hundred at the moment. John is at anything an even, else. <laughs> John is at an even five hundred. John Machota nine and nine overall. He went two and four last week. Not the mm. best week. For John Machota. Then in second place, or technically third, third. place, uh, the fans 
At 11 and 7, they went 3 and 3 with Mario in South Texas. I knew he was too excited. I knew he was too excited. Tied for first. Oh. Mm. Oh. Isaiah Stanback goes 5 and 1 last week. The only loss he had was the Dallas Cowboys. That was it. That was the only one. Loyalty. Yep, loyalty to the Cowboys. Loyalty for the brand. Isaiah is 12 and 6. I also went 5 and 1 last week because we're brothers. We're always on the same page, you know. Five and one last week, and I am also at twelve and six. So me and Isaiah have the identically same, all the way even across the board record. That's back to back. And then the fans are right back below us. So here we go. Let's see what we can do this time around. Come back. We have Mike in New York on the line. (laughs) Mike's what's going on? What's going on, guys? Hey, you have always been one of our most energetic callers. I expect plenty more of that. In this week's pick'em segment, okay? Yep. All right. There you go. That's, that's the answer we wanted, Mike. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's start things off. This one is going to be an absolute barn burner. One, or, uh, noon kickoff on Sunday. Dolphins at the Bills. Ooh. Divisional AFC East Ooh. matchup. Coming out hot, huh, Kyle? Yeah, coming out hot. Uh, Mike, who you got in this one? I got Buffalo. Ooh, the Bills oh, bison, on top. Huh? Okay. Bison. What you got, Isaiah? <laughs> hey, that was better. That was that was good. That was better. Thank you. Taking the defense. What you got? Uh, I am going to take the Bills here. See, I was originally going to take the Bills here. Go ahead. I need a game. Go ahead. Mm. Oh, to flip it? Yeah, go you ahead. You said take that last week, and you were the one that got it wrong. All right, well, yeah. you know. You, you do need a new game. week. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Buffalo here too. I'm gonna take the Bills at home. I just think that's that's too good of a team. I like it. I like it. Complete. And I I said it earlier this week. I think the Dolphins are good. I just don't know if they're there yet. I don't know if they're there yet. How about this as the complete opposite of two teams that we just talked about: Dolphins and Bills as Super Bowl contenders. I already know where you're going. The Broncos and the Bears. This is the worst matchup of the season so far. I cannot wait to watch this one as well, just for different reasons. Nick, who you got? Oh man, there's so much turmoil with both of these teams right now. I am going to. Uh, I'm going to lean on the team that I feel like has a little bit more talent, and I'm going to take the Bears. And they're at home. I just feel not good at all saying that. Mm. But go, go Bears. Duh, Bears. Uh, I'm going to take Chicago as well. Oh gosh, you're right. That doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel sound good. Right. It doesn't sound right. Isaiah. <laughs> I want to go with the Bears. Do you want to pick a tie? I, I think that Sean Payton will suit up before he goes 0-4. Mm. So I have to go with Sean Payton on this one. That's a good point. I'm going to flip mine. Nope, too late. Kyle's already on record. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Dub Bears. Uh, all right, Mike, who you got? I got Denver. I don't see Sean Payton going no and four. He's doing three, but I, I, I'll take Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ravens at the Browns. Baltimore Ooh. at Cleveland. Two 2-1 two teams. Yeah. I think on paper the Ravens are probably the better team, but they are on the road. And the Browns offense has been clicking even without Nick Chubb. I expect them to keep that going. Give the Browns at home. Amari Cooper is going to have two touchdowns, not only because he's on my fantasy team, because the Browns need it. Two touchdowns from AC. I'm going with the Keebler Elves. Wow, the Browns. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Ravens here. Ravens, yep. Mike. Uh, Baltimore. I it'll be. I think whoever wins will win by like three points. But I, I think Baltimore. I mean, it's a tough matchup because it's a divisional game. But I, I think I, I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, thank you very much, Cleveland's Mike. I appreciate that one. Cleveland's defense is disgusting. They're good. They the pass rush is nuts. Nasty. Uh, Buccaneers at the Saints. Nick, who you got? Uh, at the Saints, uh, you know Saints. the Saints. They're going to have to be uh, juggling around at quarterback, <laughs> having to play with the fact that um, Derek Carr might not be playing. But they get Alvin Kamara back, so mm-hmm. running game might be a little bit more established. But I, I feel like there's too much going on there. Uh, I like the way the Buccaneers have started the season. I think they get the edge in the NFC South. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Bucks too. Give me the the fight in Baker Mayfields to get the job done. I'm eating a dog. Jabu? I'm going with James Winston. Let's go. <laughs> he played Let's with go. both of those franchises. I know, but James Winston plays for the Saints right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's your immaculate. A, you're giving him a week. You giving him a week as the leader of this team. <laughs> I think he takes over this team and has a good game. Uh Mike. 
I'll go. I'll go with the Saints just because I feel like they're obviously at home, hard to play in New Orleans, and I don't know. Tampa Bay is okay, but I think the Saints are a little better. <laughs> there you go. Commanders at the Eagles. Ooh, NFC East matchup. Can Washington help out Dallas just a little bit by yeah. knocking off the Eagles for the first time? Mike, who you got? Uh, no, Philadelphia. Unfortunately, I, I I don't want them to win, but I think I think Philadelphia is a little they're a little better team. Their defensive line is tough, and Washington's offensive line is it's not that good. So Philadelphia. What do you think, Isaiah? I agree with my man. Let's go with. I don't I don't like it either. I am going to pick the green team. Yeah, I got to go with the green. I'm not going to say the uh, unfamous three words that I said last week. But yeah, did you get some that. mentions from that? I did. I, yeah, there yeah. was a little bit of hate there. I should yeah. not have said that. Yeah, yeah, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, with the wins, with a very unfortunate win. Yeah. <laughs> you live and you learn. Had That's okay. Home here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep, I think Philly gets the win in that one. Uh, all right, Patriots at the Cowboys. It's a homecoming for Ezekiel Elliott at AT&T Stadium. Big 2-1 now returns as a big 1-5 behind that Patriots offensive line, and he comes with a defense just as prevalent as what the Cowboys have had as well at times on that defensive side of the football. Very good Patriots defense, but can their offense get going against the Dallas Cowboys? We'll go with Mike first. Who you got? Cowboys 27-17. 27-17. Mike, appreciate the energy as always. I mean, you absolutely bring it every single time. Have fun up there in New York. We'll talk to you again soon. How are we going, guys? Thank you. There Thank you, Mike. Mike in New York. All right, who wants to start us off? I'm going to let Isaiah go last. I'll, I'll go ahead and start it. I think the Cowboys rebound. I think they slow down the run. I think they, they show maybe not a complete flip-flop from last week. I think there are still going to be some problems. I think they give up less than 75 yards on the ground. I think they, they do force at least one takeaway, and this is a tight, ugly, low-scoring football game. Give me the Cowboys 18 to 13 in a weird one. That would be their first win scoring under 20 points in their last 21 yeah, contests. Yeah, and I think it'll happen. It's about time. It just would means love to see that. Would love to see that. This is going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, it's going to be a very cerebral matchup with Bill Belichick at head coach. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys will struggle out of the gate, and I think they will find their stride and pull away with a two-possession victory. There you go. Isaiah, who you got? <clears throat> I believe that I can fly. Um, but also, I believe... <laughs> Speaking of... I know, Ira. Um... <laughs> I believe that the Dallas Cowboys will force Mac Jones into two interceptions or two turnovers. Mm -hmm. The offensive line does not make me feel good, Kyle. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, That's my drum roll. I I see New England winning. Oh no! I two and two going like to it. San Fran. Not my stomach's not it, but it's mm-hmm. I see it twenty one seventeen even with the turnovers. Wow. This is the first time anybody's picked against the Cowboys this year, mm-hmm. which I had a feeling it would probably happen this week, especially after Arizona. It has nothing but, to do with Arizona. It has yeah. nothing to do with Arizona. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the offensive line and the style of offense that Dallas has been running and what they need to do against this defense. I'm not sure they'll have the ability to do it. Really quick, we have John's picks. Dolphins, Broncos, Browns, Saints, Eagles, Cowboys. Boom. There you go. He picked the Cowboys as well. So Isaiah's on the island there. Mm, I don't island like boy. My stomach's not it. I don't like it. It's the, it's the, uh, I'm just going off of the film. You know how much film I watch. Guts. I'm just off the yeah, film. You are watching the film. I'm just yeah. off the film, man. If anybody's going to pick against the Cowboys and get it right, it's probably going to be Isaiah. Yeah, so I hope I'm go. not right. Though. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had as much fun as we did previewing this matchup throughout the week. We will be back Monday morning. Film and all to break it down. 9 a.m. Central Time. Win or lose for the Cowboys. We will be right back here in Inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios with our Black Rifle Coffee. All right, for Chris Beam in the back, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota all week, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the game, everybody. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?